0: perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart Coors Brewing Company Golden Colorado and as always celebrate this is Joe Cole this is Ruben the cheek and you're listening to the London, the London is Blue, Blue Podcast,
1: Podcast.
0: All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode, Champions League edition of the London is Blue podcast. So, so, is your host Brandon, joined by Nick and Dan, my co-host gentlemen, welcome back, Nick. You're back, sir. We're glad to have you. Glad to have you in the hot seat midweek Tuesday night. Obviously,
2: Champions League podcast. Um, no red polo tonight. No red polo tonight. No <laughs> Master Sunday. You, you know, you pull out the red polo for Master Sunday. You know, in in honor of Tiger. And, and then you switch back to the blue uh, for, for a Champions League game. And that's what you do. I'm wearing my Air Maxes with the blue and white today. I'm ready to go, man. I'm killing it. So uh, we're back. Uh, thanks for letting me uh, do a little golfing on Sunday. And uh, Simon and uh, and Liam were great. So you didn't need me anyway. That was great. Oh, it was good. Well, they're always great.
1: They're always great. So, yes, it was great to have them. And it was nice that you got to take some time off. So it's, it's all good things.
2: Whereas I am mostly just mediocre. And so it was a real upgrade, you know, that was pretty good. Cool. Well, joining us
0: uh, for this one, in case you missed it on social media, is a good friend, a newer friend, but a good friend, CJ. Is it Usama? Uzoma? Uzama. Uzama. I I was not that close, but CJ Uzama, <laughs> if you don't know, um, played at Auburn, heart, played at Cincinnati, in Bengals, tight and, and a massive Chelsea fan, and he's doing the good work by spreading the Chelsea joy amongst locker rooms in the NFL. So we appreciate it. CJ, welcome back, sir. Well,
3: oh, thank you for having me again. I appreciate I appreciate being on the show. It's
2: a hat trick of appearances, man. It's the third time that of the charm. Yes. Let's
1: I think the, the best news that we got all day, beyond the Chelsea stuff, too, is uh, that you are now kind of over, for the most part, the injury that uh, kind of set you back last season, which you know was great news for all of us to celebrate as we were getting ready to start recording this episode,
3: too. Yeah, no, yeah, I got um, 100% clear three days ago. So um, I'm super excited. I was the most pumped when I saw the doc and he was like, yeah, yeah, you're good. So I'm excited. I couldn't be happier. This has been a great few days for sure. First nice. that, now now this, so... <laughs>
0: good we'll keep the momentum rolling man we we are excited obviously it's it's hard to get weeknight guests you know for these things so it's awesome that you've uh been so willing and flexible to jump in and join for these things so uh we appreciate it right out of the gate griffin lamy lamy i don't know says does the big fella think that the blues fan base resembles the auburn fan base
3: so griff's actually my boy i saw that um <laughs> 100 uh, we're the most loyal and the best i mean and our respective sports like Auburn is the best has the best fans for college football and Chelsea, The blues have the best fans for proper football, I guess. Um, So yeah, they're one of the same. I'd say yes.
0: Just waiting to see if anyone bites. No. All right. We're going to not fight CJ on that one and go ahead and move on. But it would be fun to hear if anyone else thinks their fan base uh, resembles the Chelsea one, uh, uh, be friendly. All right, let's 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 be respectful about this. But hey, we're going to be talking about, like I said, the Champions League match. This was the second leg against Porto. Um, we're looking at either Real Madrid or Liverpool. And I think if I were betting man, I would bet that it's Real Madrid. Uh, we're going to be talking about how Pulisic offered Chelsea a release, a target, and Pepe, the rest of Porto's players, and much, much more. So, three-word match review. The good way to start it off, Dan... This monster you've created, where do we start?
1: Well, we got a couple here. Uh, good, all good ones, of course. Anytime Chelsea win, uh, or, you know, or advance, rather, because we didn't win this match in particular, uh, you get some good ones. So, Luke with the, my shins hurt, with the context <laughs> being after watching Pulisic get whacked for 90 minutes. Brad with the, whack a Christian, uh, like whack-a-mole. Uh, Jay bringing us in with the eight years coming. Finally happened, we're back. Mitch with the Porto fouls out. A little bit of basketball <laughs> crossover there. like, I like that. that. I like Byron that. with the boo freaking who <laughs> Porto. John with the successful semi-slog. Stanford Chidge, of course, keeping it. Oh. Super clean with the got a
2: semi. Yeah. Ka with the S- semi. Why not semi. us? Yeah. Dan, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Dan, it's a semi. Okay.
1: Anyways. <clears throat> and then Jesper with the why not question mark? Nick! Exclamation point
2: All to right. round us out. All Love right. it, Nick. Feel the heat. All right. Well, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Um, I went with um both Porto players and and the manager, kicking and screaming. Uh, this obviously was a, a rough and tumble affair, and the uh, their manager complaining after the fact about Tuchel was hilarious to me. So, kicking and screaming, we're in. Good flick. So, so maybe surprisingly
0: good flick. Uh, I put learning to win. That's something this this team has had to do. As Jay said, for eight years we uh, set ourselves up for victory and had to survive today in a. They absolutely did it, as far as I'm concerned, Dan.
1: Well, you touching on survive is where I drew mine from the survivor element of outwit, outplay, outlast. That's what Chelsea are doing right now in the Champions League. I like all that. All
0: right, if you say so. Another TV series I've never bothered with. Anyway, CJ, over to
3: you, sir. Uh, I'm gonna say not done yet. Um, that's mm. that's that's the hope, you know. I'm I'm super. I've been listening to all these. I'm like, heck yeah, it's been eight years. Like yes, here we go. Um, and yeah, today's performance was a little had me like, I'm like, all right, what's going to what's going to happen? Whatever. But um, I think this team is, like you said, learning to win and, and doing things the right way. So I don't think we're done yet. I think uh, I'm hoping that that there are bigger things in the future. We're looking forward to
0: it. it, uh, it the journey is not over, to your point. Uh, there's more to come. So before we get into the match review again, I'm just want to say thank you to a few people that are supporting us, going out of their way to support us and that's with Bryce and James uh on the Patreon. Um they the the joins are continuing to come. There's a lot of great content with Kings Road and Joe Tweeds is coming out. Uh some other things in the works as well. So again, if you're looking for an amazingly in-depth and detailed newsletter from Chelsea, I mean the Joe's last newsletter was 10 pages long in Google Docs. He, he it is $5 a month. You if you paid per word, um, it's, I think <laughs> about less than a penny per word at this point. So, uh, it's super in depth and then even does a Q and a, so that's on top of our discord server, which is honestly the best place to watch a match on, on game days. A lot of times I'll just sit there and watch them and not get involved because I tend to get picked on. So I avoid it. Dan, what about you?
1: Oh, don't make it, don't make them sound like bullies. That's not the right way to leave that is that you get picked on. Okay. I, I uniquely,
0: I uniquely get picked on. It's a me thing. Mm. I feel like Nick gets picked on the most. Uh, But we're going to – neither here nor there. uh, Neither here nor there.
1: All right. Whatever. (laughs) Apple Podcast Reviews. We got one more five-star Apple Podcast review. We appreciate the one from N140917. Leaving a wonderful five-star review. Leave another one uh, for anyone else out there uh, between now and the next pod. And we'll give you a shout-out on the next episode.
2: All right, Nick. Over to you. Dare I say, leave a semi-comment uh if uh, on the next review
3: if you like. i was thinking about a truck when you said that i'm not gonna lie to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah semi was not the right connotation that's, that's anyway, not i was trying
1: to make it a little more proper rather no. than the way Chidge wanted it okay.
0: no doom no. justice doom justice <laughs> nick over to right.
2: you. upcoming uh we have matt law we're recording with him uh we're recording this tuesday night we're recording with him tomorrow morning so lots to talk about with him um as always news and updates with him are, are great and then it's FA Cup semifinal this weekend. Uh, that means Man City. That means Naz is coming back. Uh, he's absolutely one of our favorite guests that we we get to talk to. So back-to-back weeks with with the athletic guys and then the the Goal.com correspondent. It's a, it's a lot of spice coming your way. So really excited about that. All right, here we go. Match review time. It was Porto in
0: the Champions League. It was this past Tuesday, the 13th of April, and it was... Isn't this in wasn't it Madrid, right? At Atletico no. Stadium? Sevilla Sevilla. Sevilla, that's right. The Ramon Anyways, Sanchez. The Ramon Pichon. Sanchez. All right. Well, thank you. I'm glad your practice worked out on that. Uh scoreline, Chelsea Nil, Porto one, but on aggregate. Chelsea two, Porto one. Uh Champions League, so not highlights. So again, there's only one goal this match. It was a worldly of a shinner, all right, on the bicycle kick. Kudos to them, but they left it to the 93rd minute and 42nd mark. So, thankfully, all we had to do was feign one cramp and the final whistle blew. So, uh, Dan, run <laughs> us through the lineups. I'll hit the stats so we can get into this.
1: Sure. It was many between the sticks. Aspilicueta, Tiago Silva returning to the center of defense with Rudiger on his side. Reese James, Golokante, Jorginho, Ben Chilwell as the four. And then Christian Pulisic, Mason Mount, and Kai Havertz is your attacking three. Kepa Rita Balaga, Marcus Alonso, Andreas Christensen, Tammy Abraham, Timo Werner, Lily Caballero, Kurt Zuma, uh, not showing up, but, uh Cal uh, and Emerson Palmieri as your unused substitutes. And Olivier Giroux and Hakim Ziyech, the only two substitutes left to very, very late in the match, which I'm sure we'll get into as well. I yeah. know, all those options and
0: <laughs> you get Olivier Giroux and Hakim Ziyech, so... Eh. Whatever works got the result. Uh, Some of the top line stats from this match. uh, We had 8 shots. Only 1 on target to port those 8 shots with 2 on target. Uh, We suffered a little bit today with 45% possession. Um, We are about even on passes. We had 78% pass accuracy to their 80. We had 14 fouls to their 20. We had no cautions to their 5. We were off sides 5 times to 6 corners to their 9. So... A very cagey affair is what you can read between the lines on those stats. And the XG, I mean, I think this is absolutely a piece of artwork. Uh, I think a lot of people are probably going to be upset at this. But at XG Philosophy saying at halftime, Chelsea 0.12 to Portos 0.17. So no one one anywhere close (laughs) to either goal. Uh, And then full-time Chelsea 1.1 to Porto's .61, yet they won 1-0. So CJ, XG stats, lineup, go ahead, dealer's choice. Uh, what do you want to touch on before we kind of get into the meat of the match review?
3: Let's touch on the, uh, the points. What was the first one?
0: The XG. You could do XG, any like the stats of or just the lineup. Maybe you're surprised that uh, there was well, no Mateo the lineup,
3: Kovacic. The, I have a lot to say about the lineup. So we can talk about the lineup if you guys would like to talk about the lineup. Do it. Um yeah, you know what? Let's start. Let's start off with the lineup. I, I like that actually. Um, who was who was the most surprising for you that didn't start? That didn't start? Yes.
0: Honestly, I think even on what's WhatsApp, we're kind of surprised that uh, Timo Werner did not start. It it kind of seemed like this would be the match that uh Tuchel would put him right back in. Um but I, I expected him personally to go a little bit more defensively as we did not need to go forward. So even though Callum Hudson, Noah had a great match against palace made sense to have Reese James chill well and essentially play a back five. Um, yeah. From there, pool sick pretty much earned it pending. He was healthy mount, not suspended. So you want to get him back in. And I mean, he kind of went with the Kai Havertz. It worked last game, kind of see how it goes. I don't know,
2: Nick. I mean, I wasn't My- surprised by any of it. There there were no surprises to me. Like, Kovacic not being available. The, the, I think Conte was the only thing that I commented on earlier in the day, being like, you know, if, if Conte's not 90% fit, then play Mason Mount back there and throw another attacker on uh, where Mount would typically be. But, you know, Conte made it through the match, thank God. Um, and, you know, knock on wood for his future health. But, you know, I think that was the only thing I was worried about. But, I mean... The other stuff kind of picked itself. I, you know, maybe Zuma would have been a little hard done by considering that he played pretty well at the weekend. But, you know, you put Tiago Silva in there. I don't really think you can have too many complaints. Uh, you know, I don't know, CJ, what you think about that.
3: Yeah. I think the, I kind of am with Brandon on this one. I, I understand we're kind of playing like a, like a false attacking with Kai and like, but I, I kind of was hoping to see Timo in. Um, just, just because, I mean, the things that, you know, Tuchel's cool saying about, you know, hey, you're going to find your stride. You're going to do that. Like, I, I think this would be a perfect game. We are going to play defensive, obviously, with Reese and, and, and the, the way that we were playing throughout the match that had me, like, biting my nails to, to the nub for the most part. um, But doing a, a really good job. But I thought it would be a great opportunity to for the counterattack to have him, you know, running behind someone and, and hopefully netting a goal um, even coming on late, you know, I, 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 that's what I was kind of hoping for. Um, I do understand if it, if it ain't fixed, don't broke it. I think Nick says that, (laughs) um, Mm. but yeah, I mean, I think that's the main thing. I was, I was happy with it again. I think Zuma, I, I loved the fact that he, uh, that he got that, got his, got his goal back against palace. Um, and I kind of wanted to see him in a little bit too, but you can't, like you said, you can't. I can't argue with the lineup and in, in, in the back five in essence and how they did. So um, I think Timo was the main one that I was like, damn, I wish you were in.
0: Dan, I think Tiago Silva probably uh, made life much more easy for Tuchel uh, having to build this lineup.
1: Sure, I mean having him back and available, not having to risk Christiansen, you know, trying to rush him back from injury, knowing how well he's supported our side so far this season, or how you know since Tuchel has kind of come and revitalized many, many, many players' careers here at Chelsea, and yeah, I, I think it's uh, been very great to see, you know, that we we can rely on a couple of different players in that back line. It, it does feel like, and I know we'll get into this in the full match review that maybe with a Opportunity to sub up to five players in the Champions League. It just feels a little short-sighted, knowing that we had the two-goal advantage to not rotate a little bit more during the match at the 60th, 70th, 80th minute, put on some fresh legs. But again, you know we're we're splitting hairs after advancing, uh, which is something we haven't done in eight years. So uh, can't can't be too upset.
0: All right. Well, that is a, an amazing handoff on a transition because. Uh, we're going to take an ad break, but when we're back, we're literally going to be talking about the fact that it has been eight years since Chelsea reached the semifinals. And we're going to look at, um, Tuchel's reaction right away after post-match. And then we're going to, uh, soak up some of that salt from the Porto side and, and listen to the comments, maybe not listen, but talk through the comments of each manner. So thanks to sponsors for financially supporting the show. And we'll be right back. So, Dan, as you were saying, Chelsea are back after eight years since our last appearance in the, you, the, the Champions League semifinals. The Blues are back. And um, I don't know, Dan, if you want to remind us what happened last time we were in the semifinals. Maybe a, a where were you, who we were playing and, and what happened. But uh, it's been a while. There, there's definitely been Chelsea fans um, that have come to the team that had no idea what Chelsea were eight years ago. And, and here we are.
1: Yeah, and now there's tweets about how much money we've spent since we've gotten there. So, like, you know the moment opposition fans are tweeting about the amount of money Chelsea are spending, mm-hmm. which you are completely allowed to do in this sport, that you are under the skin. We have got our fingers back beneath and into into their brains like it's wormed in. And they're just so upset that Chelsea had advanced back to the semifinals that we're doing the business in Europe and you know what? Why not us? Why not us, Nick?
2: Dan, it's called live and rent free. Um, and uh, <laughs> you heard of it? Ever heard of it? Uh, yeah, it's it is super funny. You know, you, you advance to a semifinal, and look, I I I get it. This was not a fun couple of matches to watch. <laughs> it was it was dogged. It was determined. It was physical. You know, it was you could have been forgiven to think that this was 2004 Chelsea and not 2021 Chelsea. I mean, this was not beautiful football like we saw at the weekend, but I think as I was processing this today and I was, I was not, I was not thrilled in real time about the match and and how it went down. Um, As our group thread will, (laughs) will illustrate, I think it was, it was some stuff that we missed today, but as I was thinking about the the broader picture here, which is kind of what we're talking about, where Chelsea have fallen flat in the in the Champions League CJ you know kind of before the last couple of matches has been defensively and some of the shithousery and dark arts that were needed to uh, to advance. and you know it's all well and good that you have Ed and Hazard. It's all well and good that you play beautiful football, but can you defend? in the moments that matter. Right. And, you know, when you think about Chelsea football club and and a bunch of the success that we've had over the last 30 years, defense has been at the core of a lot of that success. And so, you know, I think for Tuchel to come in and to, to put this, you know, unit together uh, out of nowhere with players that we thought were, were left for dead uh, essentially under Frank is super, super impressive. The organization has been impressive. And I think as, as we look ahead, which is, you know, feel free to then go on a a positive rampage of hope about how we're going to win. Um, that's going to be the key. I think is, are, are you, are you only letting up two shots on goal a game? You have a pretty goddamn good chance to, to win a match. If that's the case.
3: Yeah, I think, uh, it it is, it's funny. Like, I think the first, first pot I was on, um, with you all, I, I talked about the goals and how many goals we had to score and how many goals we could score and all these things. Um, but aside from one spectacular goal that I think right now the best goal of the season for Champions League, it was incredible. And aside from that, I think defensively, like you said, we're playing out of this world. Like I, I honestly think, I, I, I'm i pretty sure I said Mindy was, was my favorite new signing as well i love i love the fact that the best goal that i again that has happened this year in Champions League, in my opinion because it happened against us um he's pissed he's just irate and he's yelling at everyone and that's the leadership that i want to see on the pitch that's that's what you want as a player You're like dang yeah this was insane but like, we have to make sure we get our crap together because yes it's in the 94th minute but we have to make sure we close out these matches um so yeah, I, I'm in complete agreement with you. I, I think, um, you know, when hopefully the goals continue to go, when we have a four-one against against an opponent, um, that's all that's all fine and dandy. But these these close matches that we that we're gonna have against really really good opponents. Not saying not saying Puerto wasn't a good opponent, obviously, um, but it's it's important to have a solid defensive lineup that you that Tucho can be like, all right, I'm gonna put these guys out there; they're not gonna score. Unless it's a freaking ripper of a shot. Um, and that's that's the most, as a fan, it's super like nerve wracking to watch because you're like, dang, all right, we're kind of playing defensive. And like Nick said, like, this isn't the match that I want to see us play. But at the end of the day, we advance, we do what needs to be done. And again, as a fan, I'm sitting back here like, man, I'm sweating. Like, I'm not even out there. And I'm, this is like more nerve wracking than playing in a, in a game that I'm in <laughs> right now watching. Um, but it does get the job done when you have a solid defensive lineup that you can go out there and, and play with, and you know that you can be successful.
0: Right. I mean, the organization of the team is what Tuchel is going to be preaching in the and and probably all week, but definitely a couple of days of, you know for this match that he not a lot of time with the team. So the foundation of being structured and organized that he's brought to the club since he's got here is really what's allowed these players to go out and not have to overthink it. We always knew that Chelsea were gonna sit back and absorb a lot. Um look to hit on the break, but then you also have to sit back and see what Porto were going to come back with. Cause they knew that they had some time. They didn't have to just go, you know, all out from the beginning. They knew they probably had 30 minutes, maybe the first half, to try to patiently get one. Now comes second half, it's a it's a different story. And uh they went and did it. But it to me it just comes down to that they played like a unit, right? Um, we we got out and stopped the crosses and until the 94th minute uh, when we allowed one to get in um, and we weren't able to get onto it. So I think to me, it's just the um, the collective fight and spirit because Tuchel's going to say, hey, I don't want you to go out there and be an impact player today. I want you to go out there and be a squad player because if we all play as squad players, it's going to be impossible to break down it. And, and that's what we got and, you know, to Tuchel's point, which I'm about to read his quotes, it wasn't pretty, but how happy are we as fans that we're going through to the semifinals of the Champions League? That's all that matters. Results based business. And
2: we got the result we needed. It's it is a remarkable achievement. I mean, c- consider, you know, and look, I, I admittedly have not been uh the the biggest proponent of us winning the Champions League um on this podcast. Uh, which I know is a massive surprise to our. Can we get uh, a tattoo listeners. bet? Uh, no, <laughs> we cannot. Um, but but I will say this: if you, if you think about, you know, when we recorded our our pod the day that Frank got sacked, and the the tone and the mood around around our little camp, right, It's pretty dour. It's pretty sad, you know. I, and I'm still I'm still sad about that because you know, I, I wanted Frank to succeed so badly. Um, I, I will say for Tuchel, it is an incredible achievement to come into a fractured dressing room, a fractured club, a fractured fan base, and begin to just go, hey, I, gotta, I can't focus on all this other stuff. I got to get my back five playing really well, and then I'm going to get the midfield playing really well, and then I'm going to get the attackers playing really well, and all the rest of this stuff either will fall into place or it won't but it won't be because of the results it'll be because of other stuff and I, I think that is just a you know it, it's a lesson in leadership you know frankly um, it, it's a different way to lead but he is about organization he's about just focusing on the task at hand and I I can appreciate that uh, a lot and, and I think it's it's a true it's a true gift that, that we've been given here late in the, in the Champions League stages Dan
1: yeah, I mean, you think about just, and this is a, a credit to Frank and to, to Tuchel, is that across all of the games that we've played so far, so just over 900 minutes when you add in kind of stoppage time and extra minutes, I mean, we've we've only allowed three goals in in the Champions League from the group stages, round of 16, now to the corner finals. That's impressive when you would consider that the expected goals that we should have allowed is in the 7-plus range. So that's great team awareness. That's uh, Mendy coming through like CJ was talking about and to make some saves when necessary. And uh, both Frank and Tuchel getting the most out of their teams. And arguably the competition has continued to get a little bit more difficult. So, I mean, this athletic, you know, Atletico, probably the most difficult of any of the sides that we've played so far, and they came to not play. Uh, but again, the road gets tougher, and you know if it's Real Madrid, if it's Liverpool, uh, they're not going to be teams that are going to sit back. Uh, they're going to want to contest. They're going to go in for a challenge and every tackle, and it's going to be a much different set of fixtures and just a new challenge or problem to solve.
2: I, I know we're going to talk about them. I know we'll talk about the future here, but from a style perspective... I'd far rather play a team with a leaky defense, given our offensive struggles, than what we face with Porto and Atletico Madrid. I, I think, I think you know, us and Atletico were like this, just kind of same on same for a lot of it. Uh, same with Porto. You see the way that Real Madrid plays and and concedes goals. You see the way that Liverpool plays this year and concedes goals. I'd far rather have that 45% possession we had today and be able to counterattack with with Christian or Timo, or whoever's fast, and see what we can do. And that's that's really intriguing. I don't want to get too far into it, but I just had to pick up on Dan's point there.
0: Well, I think Tuchel, his quotes definitely um, shows admission of what went down with this one. Uh, these are from Naz. Quote, I can appreciate the games weren't the best to watch on TV for spectators, but it isn't easy to play against Porto. They showed the team spirit needed when you don't have the experience, end quote. Uh, and then he goes on to talk about the importance of this win and what it means. Quote, it's a very big achievement for Chelsea to be in the semifinal You saw when the last time was. (laughs) You saw when was the last time we have been there. We are not used to being there, but now we are here. We want the final, end quote. Uh, And again, CJ, I know you've always been on teams that win gloriously and dominate, and it's been amazing. But there are some times, right, where you have to change the plan and just have that mentality of like, this is gonna suck. We just need to grind it out, though, because the reward is so worth the sacrifice.
3: Yeah, I think, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I've been on my fair share of up and down teams here. Um, but no, I, I I completely agree. I think, you know, I, I went on a team that was three and nine in college and ended up going to the national championship the year la- a year later, and it was just a complete revamp of everything that we knew, and every a bunch of guys were like I don't want to I don't want to be here like I kind of want to transfer and get out of here and we all we all stuck through it and and you know bought into what our coaches were saying our physios were saying everything like everything everyone was telling us and we made it to the ship. Now we didn't win, but that's you know it's it's something that I'm like man okay like it really is like a coming together collectively the co- a coach or manager saying something and the team just saying okay like we're going to buy it to everything that they're saying, we're getting we're getting results. Okay, nice. Like, I think that help the results obviously help, right? Like, okay, nice. Tupo comes in. He said he is organized with things and and says this is how we're going to do things. We're going to change things up. Boom! You get a good result. You start getting good results, and that starts building the confidence that you have in him and the confidence you have in each other. um So yeah, no, I, I think, man, I, it's, it's been a it's been a a complete revamp of, of um you know what i i expected to watch at the start of the season for sure um but but you know like like you all are mentioning and, and like he said you know results are what matter and the results are what we as fans want we're in the semi i'm we're in the semi semi
1: semi <laughs>
3: semi <laughs> <fine>. <laughs> he's got me questioning what to say <laughs> i love it
0: i love it um, but you, but you know what makes it more fun, Nick, than, than just the results? is when, what? when you get the salty tears on an opponent who are pissed that you beat them in such shit fashion.
1: Whoa, Look, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, you should go, Nick. But I, I we we beat them in shit did fashion? You,
2: did you just Kanye me? I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let you finish, Nick. Dan, they,
0: did, they you, were, did you watch oh. the match today?
1: They were they were flopping around for 180 minutes.
0: Yeah, it was shit housery It wasn't pieces of paper. Yeah, let's let's count the number of forward passes we had today. Okay, Georgina was a mile ahead of the next person in total passes. All I'm saying, you can't tell me that wasn't pretty. Like we are very negative and defensive. We earned that right to do it. So Nick. I'm going to mute Dan, and I'm just going to let you talk for a little bit because uh, there's this great tweet from Paul Brown here talking about uh, the Porto coach and his quotes, and I'd love for you to, uh,
2: in your best um, Portuguese accent, uh, deliver we're, this. We're certainly not going to do that. Um, I will say Sergio Conceição, Sal, one of the best names ever in the history of the world. That's just a great name. Uh, although his comments were, were less great, and I, I will read them off here. I was insulted by this man, Tuchel. There was no exchange of words. I don't know why he reacted. I heard some insults, but it's gone. It's not pretty, and my irritation in the end had to do with it. I didn't even speak to him. Let's break this down. <laughs> I mean, English, not the first language? English, no, but I think we can infer what? a lot here. I, I think there was probably, you know, if if you remember back to the Liverpool-Chelsea game at the end of last season where Frank and Klopp were having a little uh, exchange of of pleasantries. You're giving it the biggin', you know? And then gave him a couple of birds, and that was was the end of that. (laughs) Um, Look, these are, look, I I don't know, man. These are two impassioned people who are trying to do everything they can to get their side to advance in the tournament, right? It's... I don't. I don't really take a whole lot out of it, other than he was salty that there wasn't a handshake at the end of the game, um, which I did notice on the post game coverage that Tuchel hugged his guys and then went out onto the field and didn't. I don't think there was like the traditional fist bump or whatever that happens now. So I don't know. That it's why I had kicking and screaming as my as my rap match review. It's just like, you know, just tip your hat, man. Y- you guys got smoked out. It wasn't pretty, but. You, you had three or four shots on goal over 180 minutes. Like how how could you expect to win like that?
0: Uh, look, he just wanted some respect. They weren't going to get
2: it. They didn't. Earn he should it. he he should have respect. His team way overachieved. Like and they and but, they performed relatively well. But but uh, like, come on, man. Remember his quotes about
0: how Chelsea were just like Juventus and they were going to do to us. no, no, what no, they no. Did? that was that
2: was that was.
1: Brandon, you got hit by the fake news train. Moment. Whatever. Either way, though. Those, but- those are not real quotes. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Anyways. Still salty.
0: <laughs> Moving on quickly to Christian Pulisic.
1: Well, no. I, I mean, just just no. like just to call it out, though. They, like You're talking about Christian Pulisic. Like, let's talk about the fouls. Trying. Let's talk about the fact that he got fouled 11 times. And how many cards eventually got put into the air? Are...
2: Our- our referee today did not want to give cards for anything. And there no. were some incredibly obvious fouls on both sides that should have been yellow cards. The yellow yeah. card number should have been 10, 15 yellow cards, I think, probably. Which is
0: usually what you see in Champions League. But this was a very kind of surprising at how physical he let it go, which I think was great for us because what, was it you the one tweeting about the city esque fouling or somebody was like. Oh,
2: dude. Most people don't understand uh, about Manchester City because I think they get blinded by the goals, right? But every time we play them, they have a system of tactical fouling our best player out of the game. It's what they do. Like, it's going to happen on Saturday. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Watch. Tattoo it will best. be someone. No, stop. <sighs> You do he a bit because he's Figure right.
1: It it's it's not even just a city thing. It's a Pep Guardiola thing. It was yeah. it's a Jose Mourinho thing. Like it is a disruptive way of football mm-hmm. to take out best players. And I mean, I, I think you know CJ. I'm sure there have been plenty of defenders who've kind of given you a little bit of extra on every play just to see what they could get away with. That's exactly what we should you know we've come to expect and we got to see in this game.
3: Yeah, I think the only thing that honestly just is just the, just the shittiest part about that though. Is it really just like, it gets under, it makes most people play harder, right? Like you see mm. someone like, like, and I've had guys on my teams that have done that to people. And I'm like, this, don't do it to him.
1: You're like this guy, fire. is
3: a pro, he's a problem. <laughs> like he's going to kill us right now. <laughs> and it happens and you're like, well, what did you expect? You know? So it, it does. When when it when it's effective, it's annoying, you know. As as a team that's that it's happening to, but really, it's just it's like you're a it, it, it so it's under your skin.
0: I yeah, I think I think what the the tactic we we saw today, Nick, uh, even on Chelsea side, was we wanted to foul to stop, so they never got a chance to really build it up. We were like, look, lump a ball in from fifty yards out, like we'll defend that all day. On Porto side, though, as we saw, Christian Pulisic absolutely getting hacked down it was the hack-a-shack treatment um it, w- I it, was, paul- I, yeah, it was i love it was obvious yeah i love that paul Carr even even the data man pulled out that it's the most foul suffered by any player in the champions league game
2: since lino messi versus real madrid in 2011 and if you remember that game that game was nasty it was, I was mean, crazy that, i remember yeah that, yes that was that, that was a that was a terrible game yeah it was it was awful but but, yeah, I mean, look, it, it was he was by far the most dynamic player in the field today. There's just no doubt about it. And, and you know, overhead kick withstanding, I mean, this is – you're starting to see Christian move like he's confident. You're starting to see him get on the ball, pass it off, turn and go. You're starting to see him change direction quickly. It is it, – it was very uh, positive for him today. I – I kind of said this is the Eden Hazard treatment, right? We saw Eden Hazard get kicked out of games a ton and not be protected by Premier League referees. Uh, I, I would hope that whoever's at UEFA, although I don't expect them to give us any favors <laughs> by any means, I would I would hope that someone's watching this game going, he's going to be the guy that's going to get kicked out of the game. Because like the systematic... Foul on on him every single time he got the ball and started running was absurd. I mean, eleven fouls is it's you you really have to send someone off when when you're getting that close. It's crazy. Pepe had six of them, I think. I mean, it was it was bananas. Well, so
1: well, he had the situation in the very beginning of the game where he left his arm hanging out in a very dangerous position, going up on Havertz, and you know I think one of our good friend of uh, the show, Ali. Um, made a mention like, I don't know if I necessarily love like an early card. It's like, it's also dangerous. And, you know, I mean, like you have to set a standard and that, at no point was the standard set. <laughs> the standard was set at, we're going to play.
0: Yeah. Very, Just go out and
1: play guys. Very, have fun. <laughs>
0: very high threshold. Um, look, even with all that being said about the punishment that Christian received, Squawka, had had his game by numbers at 100% take-ons completed, which was four for four dribbles, 65 touches, 24 duels contested, 16 duels won, 11 fouls won, which we've talked about, seven ball recoveries, five touches in the opponent's box, three shots, three take-ons, two chances created. Quote, I can do this all day. He, (laughs) He was electric. I mean, CJ, it's not really sticking my neck out here, but he's pretty much the only thing we had going forward today. And it was great to see him succeeding two matches in a row.
3: Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. Again, as all of us, we're we're so stoked that the the American is doing great for our team, right? Um, So, yeah, uh, I mean, especially even last match, I was like, let's go. Like, here we go. Don't get hurt. Here we go. Nice. This is perfect. Um, And then the way he performed today, I was just, that is that is the one thing that I expected to see at the start of this year was to see him do what he did today. I mean, I didn't expect to see 11,000 against him. I'm glad he's okay. And not, and not hurt from some of us. but you know, this is what I expected. I expected him. And I think this is what all of Chelsea fans expected. I'm sure this is what all of you expected, expected of him to, to kind of be the bright spot when, when things aren't going our way or when we're not really performing the way we should be performing. Um, so yeah, it, it was, in light, of, in light of not really, you know, being being on the edge of my seat, he was the one person I'm like, dang. Like, he's he's the spark plug that's like, he's getting killed out there, but like, he's getting back up. Like, nice. This is what I like to see, and this is what we like to see. And um, as Chelsea fans, I think we can appreciate that going forward. You know, we, we hope to to see this into the net later rounds and then Saturday if he's in the lineup and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. This is, that's, that's the Christian that I was expecting to see at the start of the year. Any it's concern too, about
2: limiting his minutes, Nick? It's two tough games in four days, essentially, you know, I, like that's, but I was, I was pleased to see him go 90 minutes. I was pleased to see him take a beating and get back up and, and prove that he's you know not made a glass. I mean, that that's, I think if there's anything going against him in his career, it's this string of injuries that he can't quite a hundred percent recover from. And you know while it was a little scary you know like i think all of us were just holding out for like please don't get injured christian please don't get injured ngolo you're too important <laughs> for what we're going to go and try and do at the end of the year to, to get there and so it's like to see them both kind of make it through this uh, is is good i don't know if he'll start on saturday i would i would put uh, some money on it because i think he's playing really well but he's also proving i think something that um, we knew at the beginning of the year, but he hasn't shown yet this year, which is that when he is on, he is by far our most dynamic attacking option. And and it doesn't mean that he's our best goal scorer. It doesn't mean he's our best passer or whatever. It just means that he moves defenses by himself because he can penetrate. And that's not something that Kai Havertz really does. It's not something that Timo Werner really does or Ziyech. Ziyech is a great passer, and I wish... Pulisic was ready for the ball that he put in with the outside of his right foot, because it was so beautiful, but it was just, you know, he is just a different kind of animal when he's on. It's just, you hope to see him on more frequently. So well,
0: I think, go ahead, go ahead, CJ. Well,
3: I, and I was going to say that the, cause I, I was kind of seeing the beating that he was taking, taking the entire match. I was like, he's probably going to get taken off. But as a manager, keeping him in and as a team, like your teammates seeing him stay in that is so big time for like just morale you are like damn nice like this man he he's getting killed he's being you know like you like you were talking about he's the one thing is the injuries and they're like oh wow he just lasted 90 minutes of an absolute just beat down then we haven't seen since 2011 in a disgusting match and he He's unscathed. He's in the. He's, he's taking a fat ice bath right now. Probably still in the <laughs> ice bath. But they're like, "Oh, nice! Like this is our guy. This is someone who will go to battle. will take the beatings, get back up, and do the exact same thing again." And I think, as a team, there's nothing you want to see more than a player do that.
0: Yeah, you know, you know, he's in the full body Tex tonight. 100. <laughs> <100%. laughs> um, another, another absolute warrior and battler. Because there's a lot of just. You know, it's all about the defense, really, for Chelsea in this one. Um, a lot of praise going to to Young Reece James. You know, I'm going to keep preaching Young Reece James because I think sometimes we take it for granted at just how rock solid and and reliable he is for uh, a kid. So again, back to Squawka game by numbers, hundred percent aerial duels one. He's like five eight. I mean, he's not he's not overly tall. Seventy two touches. Seven crosses, six duels, one six ball recoveries, five clearances, four tackles, the most an interception
2: and a chance created. So an excellent performance for him. Um, and the most important thing is he scared the absolute shit out of Otavio uh, when he tried to shithouse him a little bit. And Reese was like, no, absolutely not. Uh, Joe, Joe tweets that he saw the light leave Otavio's eyes uh, after he got shoved. I would agree with that. I don't think Octavia wanted any of that smoke.
0: Out of I, I,
2: Yeah, look, Reese James is an absolute
0: unit. He is uh built tough, obviously. The last person I'm squaring up to, I don't know, maybe not the last. He's he's up there though. He's one of the very few that I, you know, I'm definitely not trying to get in front of. Um uh, Dan from your perspective, again, Reese uh weird season for him. You know, under Frank, essentially playing right back, now playing, you know, wing back, having to adjust. We talked to Matt Law about this transition for him and Chilwell and having to figure it out. Um makes sense he was in today for a defensively um solid game plan, but um being reliable, I mean this is a huge match, huge stage, and Reese showed up.
1: Well, you know, look at all the, the young players like, like Reese, like Mason, who've graduated from the Academy who are getting minutes in the Champions League quarterfinals and are about to get minutes in the semifinals and some of their first or, or second kind of full seasons. Uh is it's a special thing. And, you know, I, I think maybe some of those minutes have dwindled as there has been a little bit more trust in some of the more veteran players you know Tiago Silva getting in in this match maybe over a Christiansen again not one risking an injury um but you know even some of the more senior players uh Kurt Zuma not getting a start in this and so you know I think it, it's hard when you see maybe players like uh you know Callum or Tammy you know I maybe not get those opportunities but again would you go back to the beginning of all of this it is about the results, and Rhys James was a contributor to a positive result today. And we've seen Tuchel now when we're looking for that extra attacker, we put Callum on in that right wing back spot. When we are looking for a little bit more defensive solidity, someone who's going to be able to back asp a little bit more from a defensive standpoint, you put Rhys James on, and many managers would love the opportunity to have one of those players on their team and Thomas Tuchel is blessed with CJ, the option of having both. And so, yeah, it's great, great to see Reese do well today and uh, long may it continue.
3: Yeah. And you know, it's, it's for, for fan, for us, it's, we're like grinning ear to ear, like, well, who are we going to put in? Like, what, what are we going to do? Like, who's going to, you know, and and I love Reese. I love the way he plays. I love, you know, he, I, I, I love him. I've loved him for a while. And and I think, Again, we were talking about the defensive mindset that we had in this game, right? Like, all right, we're going to put five guys out there that I know will hold their own when push comes to shove in a crunch situation where we need to we need to advance. And you know, I'm not going to lie to you; I was just thinking about semi and semi just then. I was going to say one or the other, and I was like, I'm just <laughs> going to say advance, <laughs> Dan. You got me. You got me right now. Oh, um, but no, I think I think I mean how how awesome is it? as a a player, as a young player, being, okay, this is the second leg. Boss is putting me in because he knows that I'm a tank out here. I'm going to prove that I'm a tank and I'm going to do what needs to be done to make sure that we advance from from my perspective, right? So for Reese, he has to be flooded with confidence in that regard because he knows, say this, our next, whoever it is, Real Liverpool, hopefully, you know, we go up first leg, second leg, Tugels like go in right now like we lock it down lock it down like I, I expect to see i expect to see a similar lineup if that's the case going in to the second leg of of the of the semifinals um so yeah um as a player you can't be any happier knowing that your boss and your teammates have that much trust in you knowing that you're going to go out there and do what needs to be done and yeah it's I mean, it's a blessing to have both of these guys that we can just interchange if we need the attacking or if we need to def- defend. And um, I don't know how Tuchel does it on a daily basis, to be honest. No, well, it, I, it's I'm also sure.
2: interesting on, on Reese, Brandon. Uh, like, if you remember this time last year, he was getting absolutely scorched earth by Alfonso Davies, right? Um, at Byron, right? And And it was ugly, man. It, I think it was the first time that his athleticism did not carry him in a game because Davies is a whole different animal I and mean, he's crazy. Um, and I think that was a like wake up call. Like, Hey, at, at when you're playing at this level, your expectations are this much higher. Your responsibilities are this much more. And so to see him come through in such a brilliant fashion, I mean, t- two shots on goal for defense is just bonkers. I mean, it's just at this level, that's crazy. Um, you know, I don't care if Porto were stunted by, you know, not having their best attackers in the first leg. I mean, to only have two with their best attackers in today was is crazy. To see him evolve uh in a very short amount of time, he's still twenty. I mean, give me a break, man. <laughs> yeah, young, crazy. young
0: Reese, I love it. Um uh, look, Jorginho love today. Um I could get really divisive. Dan's favorite player. Dan's favorite player. Let's <laughs> I go. think, you know, you know I what? could <laughs> split some opinion pretty easily on this one. Um, but at the end of the day, I think that instead of talking about his limitations and, you know, what he could do better, we can just accept what he did well today. And the fact that, as I've alluded mm-hmm. to uh, earlier, a job needed to be done and he did the job. Right, we didn't need him to be regista today, and he wasn't thankfully
2: look while while we may not have you know him in our in our favorite players' list every week, right, and I think it's fair to say that you have to applaud it applaud the job when it's well done he He right. did a tough job today, he's not the most physical player in the world, and this was an incredibly physical game, but I saw him playing with a really great amount of energy. I saw him shit housing a little bit when he got pulled from behind and then and then back to uh, Tripped himself to, to sell to sell the foul I, I mean part, part of this is just do you have a little bit of the dark arts in you right do you have a little bit of that and it's uh, he does he you know for all for all of the things that he lacks physically I do think mentally he he plays at a different level from a lot of players and that is a good thing now it's matchup dependent on how he plays in the future because I think there are times where he gets overrun in midfield, and we've seen that before, and that's just a fair criticism as well. But Dan, he played well today, and I yeah. think I think for anyone who's a hater, you like you have to just accept that and, and move on.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, hands up, you know, he had a a really strong performance. Um, you know, one of the the better players on our, our team today. And again, like, does he? will he be the first choice option against a city, you know, who are going to want to take the ball at us or are going to want to duel in midfield? I mean, like the whole idea, you know, for Porto is they, they really want to try to bypass the midfield as much as possible. Um, and, you know, that, that's where, you know, you need someone potentially to eventually assert themselves. But, you know, I think he did enough to disrupt today with Conte, you know, they combined really well as a pairing, especially with Kovacic, you know, being out, where you kind of maybe thought, man, if you got Kovacic and Conte in here disrupting, making it really difficult, you know, you maybe got this lockdown locked up and you're good to go. Um, You know, Jorginho came in and and did the business. So credit to him.
3: Yeah, I will admit, I am, I am usually one of those people who is a Jorginho hater. But again, it's, it's what was. He did the job he needed to do for us to advance. And I don't know if that's going to hold, hold value for other matches, but um, I don't know if it's a, I mean, there are limitations to what he can do. And, and I think he knows that. And I think hopefully under this, under Tuchel Hill and this and the squad, you know, like, okay, nice. Like we know in this situation, he's not going to be able to do this. So if you have Conte there, I got you like I'm a I'm a tank anyway I'm a I'm the guy that can just run coast to coast with anything and then I can I can support you with certain things um but yeah I I, I can't hate on him at all I mean he did what he needs to do he had, he played a really well match today and um I, I'd, I'd be interested to see you know what what goes on moving forward because like you said it's it is like a very it just is dependent on the match and, and on the team we play against to to see what's going to happen and if he's going to, you know, do what needs to be done to, to get the win or to advance and do what needs to be done to for us to, you know, win, essentially, even though yeah. we didn't win today.
2: If City press him on the weekend, it's going to be a long day for him, yeah. right? I mean, we've, we've seen it, uh, you know, time after time. If they don't, and they allow him to carry the ball for him, and they allow him to pass, then it, it's his game. That's where he wants to live. Right. You know, He wants time and space on the ball. So, uh, you know, look, I, I, he's clearly trusted by Tuchel. He's played a majority of the matches that, that Tuchel's managed here. So, you know, I, the odds are we're going to see him at the weekend, but just pray that they don't press him with three or four players.
0: So to be, to be I fair, I... D- I did the who scored chalkboard uh, feature and I went to Jorginho's passing and he actually only had about a dozen that went backwards out of like his 60 some passes that he had 50 or 65 as Nas said, you know, and, and then of the rest, it was pretty much like one third forward, one third left, one third right. So like fair play because he we're usually used to him being a very negative player. Now, I don't know pass distances and things like that, but the overall gist is he was a, a positive a mover of the ball he even had a key pass a through ball um Naz breaking down Jorginho's match today on the Twitter sphere saying Jorginho's eight tackles was the most by a Chelsea player in a Champions League game uh since N'Golo Kante versus Barcelona back in 2018 and then he said let's
2: credit shocking <laughs> that is a shocking statistic by the way Yeah,
0: N'Golo Kante uh and Jorginho defensive powerhouses apparently Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it says let's credit his use of possession in a game where Porto's pressing was their biggest weapon it was Jorginho who completed the most passes 56 out of 65 successfully 20 more than the next best Chelsea player and then lastly said Jorginho was also involved in 23 duels regaining possession 11 times I mean he was active he had a motor he was an engine he was very involved and like I said this is this is not the match to take pot shots at Jorginho this is the this is the match to say You did a job. You did a good job. And you were very integral to us advancing to the semifinals, the semifinals, the semifinals, whichever you want to do. Potato, potato. (laughs) Dan, let's see if your Dan of the match aligns with any of this. Uh,
1: It's one of the most engaged Dan of the match polls of the season. 2,300 votes
0: almost. Oof.
1: Oh, and like almost 50 comments. Uh, I will tell you, the 50 write-ins were all individuals with Jorginho, which statistically does not make it higher than our lowest performer of the four as Flaquetta with 3%, Reese James with 8%, and Golo Conte with 32%, and Christian Polisic for taking every lick that Porto placed on him with 57%, the Dan the Match, the official UEFA man the match as well, um,
0: so you know what? I got it right. I'm good. <laughs> I, love- I think you missed a trick there, my man. I, I got a good one from, D- from Dean, Dean Mears. Hi, Dan. Is this like a, apart from Jorginho, who was your man of the match? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, man. These, I, I highly recommend uh looking at these replies. It's, it's well worth it. Uh Look, I understand. I get where you're coming from. You know, J5 was a scrappy man of the match performance kind of a thing. Like maybe not um, easily seen by the eye test, even though you've just gotten LASIK. But I, again, I don't want to put this on you, Dan, because <laughs> we we did not support you on this. But I mean, it happens, right? Like CJ, sometimes when you get in with your team, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I know the media gave this guy the man of the match, but you all kind of rally around the guy who did the dirty work, who was the engine, who who did the, the sacrifices that the team needed at the end of the day, and the team rallies around that person and
3: just raises them up. Yeah, I mean, that's like an offensive lineman every game. Like, you know <laughs> what? No offensive lineman ever gets love, and you're like, well, you know, you go back in the locker room, and the coach is the first person, like, just, oh, let's give it up to the offensive line, let's go. <laughs> um, oh so Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm I'm sure that's what happened in the locker room. I mean, they know, right? It's not it's not always the prettiest. It's not always the most glamorous. Like, oh, nice, you just took on 11,000 fouls in the match, or oh, nice, you're you're a workhorse that's just running around the field constantly doing everything. It it, it, it sometimes it's it's just not pretty. But statistically and and things that you know the the, the players know, they're like, wow, well this guy just balled out like he didn't, he didn't, it wasn't glamorous. It wasn't like, Oh dang, like let's put his name in lights, but he just balled out for us, to, for us to advance. So, um, yeah, I think that's, <laughs> I think, you know, it, it kind of sucks sometimes, you know, being in that position, not getting, not getting your name thrown out there, but you get the support of your, of your family and, and your yeah. team. You're like, Oh man, like this is, this is more rewarding than, than seeing a tweet saying, you know, this guy deserves, the UEFA man of the match or whatever. Um, I will go back and comment that he needs to be the man of the match just to, what? so it can be 51. Can <laughs> be 51. Said, 51 comments. 51 Dan. now, Dan.
0: <laughs> and I, I look, I didn't respond because I don't want to be seen as tampering with the polls, but now that the polls are closed, I think I can tamper. How? Yeah. yeah. Um. Look, this is going to be fun. Not nah, Nick because Dan put odds in here. Which is going to support, I think, his argument, and it's going to mm. pour some cold water on your argument. So, Dan, uh, you went these to these are not odds. You went to the these are probabilities, the, the, oh, Dan. Okay, well, th- this funny, this yeah, funny little are, site, uh, little startup. They're they're working their way up in the world. Five thirty-eight probabilities. What, yeah, what are they?
1: Yeah, uh, well, the, the probabilities are that Chelsea and PSG, PSG in the most amazing fashion, actually had a real banger of a game on. So if you had that on the other screen, uh, you were doing a good job. Um, if you didn't, you deprived yourself of a, a really good time. Did no one else work um, so today? Chelsea, Why is it just me? Oh, look, you you know, guys have it's like it's your all three, all three monitor setups?
0: Uh, multitasking, there. Right.
1: Uh, anyway, PSG and Chelsea are through. So that's exciting. That's a good thing. Um, we imagine that Real Madrid and Man City will advance forward, leaving Liverpool and Dortmund out of the competition. Um, as of right now, the probabilities to make the final would be Man City 68% probability. Real Madrid 44 which I, I imagine is only lower because they have not yet clinched Uh, If they were to clinch, I imagine they're going to climb above us just a touch, making us the underdogs, which we love being the underdogs here at Chelsea. So that's actually better for us and the narrative. Um, Currently, Chelsea had 45% probability to make the final PSG at 24%. Uh, So, you know what? And uh, even even odds, even probabilities on Real Madrid and Chelsea winning the finals. So,
2: there you go. There you go, Nick. I have a sneaky feeling Liverpool are going to beat Real Madrid tomorrow. And, and I I don't know why I just I just had that feeling come over me. I don't know why, but
3: I just in this very second.
2: Yeah, like as Dan was reading that and like I've I just assumed that Real were gonna go through this entire time like yeah, it's the probabilities thanks. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I don't know man, I, I don't think they're dead yet. We, we talked on our locker room thing on Sunday about how they're kind of scary in the league right now. I don't. Maybe, maybe they pull it off tomorrow. And if they do, then God, two legs with them for the for a chance to go to the final. What is this, two thousand eight? Well, I think
0: a lot has to happen. I think you you've been a little. They just need a two zero win.
2: That's all they need.
0: It's not. It's not a lot. Yeah, Madrid. But anyways, look, I, I mean, whatever. I, CJ. Not that we have any impact or any influence on us at all. But do you have a preference Real Madrid or Liverpool right now? Would you take the 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 um what do you call it the uh the enemy you know the friendly foe versus maybe a Real Madrid a, a, an opponent that you don't have as much experience
3: with? Um oh playing both at the same time? No. Uh Yeah, <laughs> the only the only thing that like kind of gets me worried about a Liverpool is Playing teams so many different times, like even like when we play Cleveland, when we play another team and we play them so many different times, I'm like, I will right, well, dang. Like, it's all about it's a strategic game of like, okay, like, what are you going to do? What do you and there's the first half is usually guessing, right? Unless you're like, okay, I'm going to come out hot and then you get countered and then you get a goal, goal scored on, you're like, well, crap, like, this sucks. Um, so honestly, I would prefer Real. Um, just as a, just as a fan and a watcher and a, seeing a team play another team three times in NFL and you're like, dang, like, this is, this is like a chess match out here. Like, this is so, this is so confusing. Um, I, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of split. I think I'm like, I'll say 55% of me wants to play Real and 45 wants to play Liverpool. Um. As of now, that could change tomorrow. Uh, but I think that's, that's where I'm at now.
2: Real Madrid, second place in La Liga. Liverpool, outside of the top four in the Premier League. Liverpool not had a great year, although they could be kind of rounding in the form. Uh, I would agree. I'd, I'd rather play Real because we never going to play them in anything serious uh, other than International Champions Cup tournaments in, in the States over the summer. But like Cup Winners Cup and Super Cup. Yeah. The last sets of matches
1: that we played them in.
2: Yeah, so I think I'd rather play them because they're not having a great year either. But it's I don't know, man. I have a weird feeling about Liverpool tomorrow. Look, like, uh,
1: didn't you have a weird feeling about Byron, you know, beating PSG and coming back?
2: Yeah, I did. I didn't get that right. I didn't get that right. And that that honestly, the reason that this is is so open right now is because of Byron not advancing. Like the whole the whole narrative is now flipped and. Now it's on Pep. <laughs> now, now it's really on City, right? I mean, like, yeah, without a doubt. And, and they they have not played well in the Champions League the last four seasons. Like they've really struggled. So it's going to be interesting.
0: Uh, look, I never mind. I'm not going to go there.
2: Anyways, I think
0: we can go ahead and and wrap with that. Uh, let's see how the predictions work out for Nick. Um, you know, I kind of agree. I think that uh, I would pr- rather play Real Madrid. You get a lot more hype for that as a player. I think. Um, it puts the onus on them. You don't have to play Liverpool for the 17th time in two seasons and, and help potentially help them with their resurgence in the race for top four. It's like we already have to deal with them enough, but we don't have to worry about any of that. Cause right now we're just celebrating that we are in the semi final of the Champions League. Semi, semi, semi. Here we go. <laughs> it's gonna be enjoyable as a fan. Just enjoy it, right? We've got city at the weekend another big match and another cup competition. And then we turn around the next few days and play Brighton right after that. It's all coming thick and fast. So when we get these moments, Chelsea fans really relish it, really enjoy it, really soak it all in. Um, and I want to say, thank you, CJ, for coming back on. Really appreciate you hanging out with us tonight.
3: Oh, hundred percent. And again, hey, if you need anybody for these weekdays, I got you. I'm here Tuesdays nice. whenever you need me.
0: Well, Hey, it turns out we're going to have two more midweek matches. Uh, <laughs> Champions League edition. <laughs>
3: Hey, I'll be
0: there.
3: Also, yeah. Also, Brandon, I know we talked about this, but we go to the finals. I'm there. I am. I am there. I don't. Fans or not, I will suspend myself above the stadium. Istanbul.
0: (laughs) Istanbul. (laughs) It's in Istanbul. Hundred percent. Never been to Turkey. I think we should go. So let's uh, work on that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. I am even more hyped now that Chelsea make it to the final because that would be an experience of a lifetime. But one step at a time, the journey continues. Uh, all the three word match reviews, uh, that are coming back to kind of fruition throughout this entire thing. We hope you enjoyed it. Enjoy it. Hopefully no one thinks that we were frustrated talking about a loss. This was a win that was enjoyable and relished. Once the final whistle blew because it was damn stressful all the way up into the 94th minute. So you survived, Chelsea fans. Enjoy yourself. Go tweet at CJ. Tell him thank you for jumping on the podcast. That's going to wrap us up. So until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.